BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn out. Hi guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. I am your host, Kenzie Elizabeth, reporting to you live from Los Angeles. This week's episode, I am so excited for. We're going to keep this intro short and sweet. We have Kylie Ross on. So many of you guys have been requesting that I have her on, asking if we know each other because we're both like Dallas-based YouTube people. We actually grew up in the same hometown and we have like so many mutual friends. We went to rival high schools one grade apart. So, so funny. But we're talking all about like health. She was a D1 college athlete. She focuses a lot on health and fitness on YouTube. She just came out with an ebook. She's basically like the queen of health and fitness and she is absolutely killing it. And she brought me La La Land. I was actually having such a horrible week the week that we recorded and she just texted me a photo that she was coming with La La Land. And I think I cried tears of joy and I love her forever. Anyways, um, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Okay, so we actually went to rival high schools, but we're a class apart. So it's so funny that like this has happened with your no- newfound YouTube career. That's not like new now, I guess. That's but crazy. Yeah, we were really crazy. We were just talking and I was saying how like this is such a tough year to be on the internet and welcome yeah wow (laughs) super so sweet of you all to welcome me (laughs) no it's been it's been a lot but honestly I don't know any different so that's good actually yeah you know yeah okay okay we're gonna start off with a quick little hot seat question okay and then we'll get into like your story all about you and all these things so what is the best purchase you've made under $100 in the past six months my best purchase that you've made in the past um, six months under $100 was the Lala Land that you just brought to my house. <laughs> That's my pick for you. <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah. Okay? That is a great one. But I bought these little phone mounters. You probably have like so many, but like when you're in like the bathroom or something in front of a mirror and you want to like record yourself or like take I a need this. It's amazing. I think it was like ten dollars. Do you use it for like hand, like the hands-free like hands stories? Free. Mm-hmm. It's oh. amazing. So in the bathroom, and then I, I put one in my car. Oh, that's how yes. your stuff is so good in your car. Mm-hmm. <gasps> in my, car. I just thought you happened to have a good setup. I actually did have no. this thought one time. It was amazing. It's amazing. Seriously, you need to get one. And then I have one in the kitchen too. So just like the three places that I. And then okay, I have to add on. Also, I bought this thing for my new camera, and it's like a Wi-Fi card. And you can literally see what's on the camera, take 
the photo from your phone on like your DSLR. Wow. And like adjust everything on the camera. That it's is crazy. so nice. Seriously, I know you amazing. can. I know you can do that with like Canon setups and like I can sync them between, but it's so difficult. So I oh, need to get it's that. So uh uh-uh. uh yeah, this card is so easy. Oh wow. I think it was like thirty dollars. You had really good picks. Thank you. Wow, Thank you. it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I want to talk about a little bit about you and like your background and your YouTube come up as an athlete. You have a really interesting, interesting story. So let's start. Grew up in the same hometown. <laughs> Take it from there. Good old McKinney, Texas. Yes. Okay. So I grew up going to high school just like everybody else. I played uh, high school soccer and club soccer. So I was really busy. And honestly, I feel like I had a really like not a ton of friends really in high school. I was closer friends with like my club soccer people. And then I got recruited to go play soccer at Baylor. And yeah, that was like a dream come true, honestly. I'd always wanted to play in college. You got recruited young too, right? Yeah, Yeah. so like after my freshman year, they saw me at a showcase and like reached out. I did the visits, everything. And Baylor is awesome because it's like really a close knit family, even like the whole campus. It's crazy. The campus is really not that big. I think there's like 13. It's really cute. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a beautiful campus, but the soccer team specifically, like the way that they incorporate faith and everything was just really attractive to me. Like I didn't think I was going to get there from anywhere else. And then, yeah, so I just, I went there freshman year. I played there five years because I got a medical red shirt because I tore my ACL my junior year. And that was really tough. (laughs) And then my fifth year, so my red shirt year, I started a YouTube channel, which was so out of my comfort zone. But I was like, you know what? I think my friends are funny. Like, I think we're funny. And I kind of want to remember this. And like, you know, maybe one day like show my kids be like, look how cool your mom was. <laughs> Not really, but <laughs> and just like kind of like just for the memories, you know, even if we lost every single game, I was like, that's honestly not the point of this like it's really just for like the memories for me and then I posted my first video which was like a day in the life of a student athlete and it like literally took off and it was it was insane dude like I was gaining tens of thousands of followers like overnight and I would just wake up and I was like oh what is going on like now now I'm like scared because like once you have all this it's like what do I do what do I do with it you know Mm -hmm. but yeah did you like grow up watching YouTube? Like, were you watching YouTube before that? Or did you just say like, oh, I just want to start. Like, I know this is the thing I want to film. Okay. So my friend Brooke actually started watching YouTube like way before me. And she introduced me to like, like vloggers in high school. And so, yeah, she kind of got me into it, but I was never like crazy into like watching vloggers until I actually got hurt, which was my junior year of college. And then I started looking into like health and fitness vloggers and people like that. And yeah, and I was like, there are no student athletes on YouTube. Like one, because of NCAA, like stuff is insane. I have questions about that because my friend Gretchen, she rode and she couldn't film. Yeah. So is it just different per school? Yes and no. I mean, schools can regulate it like individually, but as long as you're not monetizing, you really can do whatever you want, kind of. Like I remember one time I put 
like some of the recruits in my video and I was like say hi and they were like hi and they were so excited to like be on like the vlog or whatever and our like PR lady called me and she was like yeah you have to like edit that out because they can't be on there like it's against NCAA rules until like they get there I don't know it's just really strange things like that that you don't think matter but I don't know like some some stuff I really had to like edit out and so it's just crazy but I think it's kind of dumb. <laughs> it's really nice though, because like basically any student athletes on YouTube, like you have a guaranteed shot, like a million views for a weekend of my life vlog. Like I know there's, I don't know who it is. There's like someone from Georgia and there's someone like a few people that I've seen and it pops up and I'm like, oh my gosh, like it is. And it's so like true. There's not that many people doing it and it is such an interesting thing. So it's actually genius. All right, guys, just a quick break to talk about today's sponsor, Rory. So we know how much I love skincare. We talk about skincare, all of these different hacks all the time on this podcast. So I am so excited to share Rory with you guys. You guys are going to die. Taking care of your skin is important, but if you experience dullness, redness, fine lines, or breakouts, finding the right treatment can be so frustrating. But now there is a simpler, smarter solution to skincare with Rory. So Rory is a digital health clinic just for women that can help treat all of your skincare concerns from breakouts to redness. I personally struggle with redness big time. Getting started is simple. Complete a free online consultation at hellorory.com slash I love you and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed healthcare professional within 24 hours. If appropriate, they'll then prescribe a personalized treatment plan that works just for you with free two-day shipping. Rory is there every step of the way. You always have access to your healthcare professional for questions or to make changes to your treatment. There are no commitments and you can cancel at any time. So these are all the benefits of a health clinic without having to leave the comfort of your own home. Just go to HelloRory.com slash I love you to try out your personalized treatment for just $5. That is HelloRory.com slash I love you for a free consultation and $5 for your first order. HelloRory.com slash I love you to get your first order for $5. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. Hi, I'm Shanae Alexander, host of Press Send, a podcast and more importantly, a safe and hilarious place for candid conversations about the scary, funny, heartbreaking, but always intriguing questions that make us all human. Each week, me and a new best friend you haven't met yet field your questions across any and all topics and offer our take on the matter with plenty of humor, heart, and badassery along the way. We launch a new episode of Press Send every Wednesday. We'll see you there. It's also crazy because I don't know why more people don't do it. Like, you know, I'm like, well, why not? Well, I guess it it is a lot of work. It's a lot of it work. It is a lot of work. <laughs> and also it takes a certain kind of person to be able to do it. That's another thing. Like, because it's like, yes, anyone can do it. But also at the same time, like, that's just not true. Like, I used to say anyone can do it all the time. And then I like really thought about certain friends of mine doing it. And I'm like, yeah, actually, I get why. And like, I also understand why from like, the privacy side why people don't do it like I'm pretty much an open book but like also there's so we were talking about this earlier like it sucks because people doesn't matter how much you share you don't share people always have like opinions and have things to say and like that in itself is like a hard thing to yeah, manage really I've tried to get so many of my friends because I feel like we have like a group of young girls that like love to watch our old vlogs and like even I look back and I'm like okay this is entertaining. Like I would watch another person's vlog like this, like another student athlete's vlog. And I try, have, I've tried so hard to get some of my friends on the team now to start a vlog. So I'm like, dude, why not? Like, come on. I will literally help you edit the videos. Like all you have to do is record. 
but not, they won't do it. Yeah. So were you not monetizing while you were on the team? No. So you weren't able to monetize until after? Yeah. Literally, okay. like, the night that we lost our very last game, I turned it on. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, also, like, that also is so much money, as I'm sure that you know, too. It's not about the money, but also it's, like, it's like such an, a unique, like, kind of career path to, like, go through, too, and that wasn't your plan. But also, you're making these videos, but you're not actually, like, making money off of them but then immediately you have a platform and so it like all changes like right then yeah you know it, it was it was crazy like it's 100 worth it just because i gained this platform and like this community of amazing people like i love all the people that follow me but when you look back and i'm like my first video was like viral like i'm like i couldn't even imagine like how much money that was i honestly don't even know because like how did you deal with like all of a sudden there's all these people following you were you like this is so weird and then like what about if you did you get any hate comments like did those like get to you i it was so weird like going from having like only your family and like friends following you to like having so many people especially young girls who also play college soccer or just play soccer and they want to play college soccer honestly that was like the most special thing about it all because I would get DMs so many DMs from young girls saying like I want to play college soccer how do I do that like how'd you get there just asking for advice and it's crazy because in so many of them I see myself and then like they'll tell me about an issue they're having and I'm like yep been there done that like I can give you advice here's what I wish I would have done type of thing and yeah so that's one of my favorite parts of just having a platform also the hey comments okay I mean, there weren't a ton, but I feel like women's soccer is not respected. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And th honestly, that was the most like hate comments I was getting technically. That's so crazy. I mean, that makes sense for your like genre of video, but that's yeah. so stupid. It is so stupid. And mostly it was like men from other countries where men's soccer is just like the sport like they don't have like football you know what I mean they like men's soccer is the sport to watch and so they just like don't respect women's soccer especially when I would put like clips of our games in there they'd be like oh these girls suck like they don't even know what soccer is you're blah, like blah, playing blah. a do on I'm a like, d1 bro, team like you're out. literally playing like, at the <laughs> highest level that you can play I know, I'm like I don't know like what what, what, what else do you say? want like what do you need from me <laughs> yeah it, that was pretty much like the only hate comment technically or people saying like we're so privileged because we like get all this free stuff which we are so privileged like we get a ton of stuff but we also work our butts off for it so yeah it's kind of a two-way street but <laughs> it's also it's nice though because a lot of the time when people start youtube channels like people keep it so private at the beginning because it's like you are like bullied or made fun of it for it until you have the platform typically and honestly that's actually not even true a lot of my friends this was like six years ago a lot of my friends were like annihilated at school regardless because they had a youtube channel like, it's like people there was like maybe two people who were like actually mean to me and McKenny. like everyone was like maybe there's more but like pretty for the most part chill like i think also i was just like pretty outgoing and so i knew people before so i think i kind of like covered my rounds before people could be mean to me you know what i mean but it's nice because you didn't really have to go through like a period of time. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, I think it's so weird because six years ago, nobody was on YouTube and nobody was on social. Like social media, doing that for a job, like wasn't really a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And now it's like people aspire to be on social media because I mean, it's awesome. Like you make your own hours. You Mm -hmm. you can be creative. Like you have so many possibilities that you can do. Like when I started my channel, like my closest friends knew about it before, obviously like most people ended up knowing about it, but at the beginning and it was like all of my friends like to this day on YouTube like they were all on but like at our schools it wasn't like everyone was watching YouTube but like I remember my, my best friend worked with Julia and was like she watches your videos like she watches all of your friends and stuff or whatever and I was like oh my god like I didn't know people in our hometown even like really knew what it was you know and so like thank god I had thick skin too but also like people really were not that awful to me like it could have been so much worse I have friends who like literally were homeschooled because of it like it was that bad but it's so crazy okay so at this point so your channel blows up. Are you like, okay, I think I'm going to do this. I like, I'm going to like try this out. Or are you like, wait, what is this? Okay. So it was like a really weird time for me because I had applied to dental school and that was my plan. Like I decided I was going to be a dentist in freshman year of high school. Like I was like, this is the career for me. I love working with my hands. I love talking to people. Like I love helping people that I think this is what I want to do. And I went on a mission trip. And it was life-changing for me. Like it kind of set in stone that I wanted to do this fully. And so the summer before I started, actually, I think I, the summer that I started, I was studying for my DAT, which is like the MCAT for dental school and took the test, like submitted all my applications. It was so much money and so much time and effort put into that. And honestly, like five years of college of a biology degree, like it was very not easy. <laughs> and then my channel blew up and I was like, okay, what do I do? Because obviously that's like a dream for anybody. And I was like, if I throw this away, why, why would anybody do that? But at the same time, like I would be giving up on a dream that was seven years in the making, you know? So I ended up not getting into dental school, which I like 100% believe was a God thing because like, yes, I had like below average, well, not even below average. I had like a three, four GPA. I'm just gonna out myself. (laughs) And then my DAT score was like fine. Like ask any of my friends, like I should have gotten into dental school, especially like having a student athlete on your resume is supposedly supposed to like really boost you because good time management team, like You know how to work with people, all the good qualities of an athlete. Exactly. So I was like, I was not worried about getting into dental school. And I ended up getting one interview at the most expensive dental school, USC. And then I ended up getting waitlisted and not getting in. And I was like, I have no idea what happened, but I think this is a sign like just to go for it, you know? So that's what I did. That's so cool that that was lined up though. You know what I mean? Because it would have probably been like, obviously, that's such a hard thing. And like, that's so I can't even imagine like how draining after that much work. But like, at least you had something, you know what I mean? Yeah. To like, kind was, of like pivot into. Exactly. It was kind of hard for me even to like be disappointed in myself. Like I was in a way because I didn't get into dental school. Like that was my dream. And I'm looking at all of my friends who were also wanting to be dentists and they all got in. And so I felt like a failure in a way, but also I was like. I built something that is so amazing that I'm so passionate about. It's kind of hard for me to just like look at myself as a failure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're not like just because like something doesn't work out for you doesn't mean you're a failure. I was talking about this earlier, like the idea of like, I think just the grand theme of 2020 is like things like 
you can make all these plans, but like things are not always going to go your way. And like, there's not been a time in my life where things didn't go the way that I thought I wanted, where I later, like, I wasn't grateful for that. Like I always end up being grateful for things that didn't go the way that I thought I wanted at the time. So I'm like, I'm just going to start being grateful right now because I'm like, I'm going to get there and I don't have the time for it. Like that's like earlier when we were talking, I was like, I feel great. Like it's fine. I just don't have the time, but it is really clear. I think like just from like seeing it, like I knew that story because your videos. Like, I think it's like very clear that that was like what was meant to happen, especially when it's like, there's really no other reason as to like why that would not happen. It's yeah. I totally it's think so it was bizarre. a bad thing from. Yeah. And I honestly, I haven't looked back. So there you go. Making videos has to be more fun. Gotta be honest. Okay. So side note, how did you like learn how to edit and stuff? Did you start on like iMovie and then just like YouTube it? Okay. So when I was in season, uh, Bronson actually edited all my videos for me. Oh, wow. Yes. What a good boyfriend. I know. Uh, He's amazing. And he actually taught himself how to edit on iMovie. And I will forever be grateful for him because honestly, like it, it would not have been what it was without him because I could not have like played a sport, studied for all my classes because I was in a master's program at this time. So I was like, <laughs> I don't have free time to do this. Like, that's before before starting when I first bought my camera. I was like, Bronson, what am I doing? Because that is a very like great thing. Okay, before we like get into like train like an athlete and all of this stuff, your ebook. So I want to pivot into gut health. I feel like you've gone through quite the journey and I need to hear more about it. I have recently been talking about gut health on the podcast. I had the founder and CEO of, of health aid actually on. Oh, yeah. that's so, really cool. Yeah. She's really cool. And I asked a lot of questions, you know, me and like Dr. Amen and all these people, I just am really interested. So I need to hear like your journey and I want the specifics and everything. I'm just really interested. Also, she's worried because some things here, just take everything with a grain of salt, whatever guys. <laughs> yeah. I am not a specialist by any means. I've done a little bit of research and I know my own issues, but yes, not a specialist. She's just sharing her story. Just you know? a little disclaimer. Okay, so basically all throughout college, I struggled with what, like I went to a gut health doctor and they said, yes, you most likely have IBS. You should take a probiotic, prebiotic. And I did that, didn't really help. I was having a lot of digestive, digestive issues. And honestly, like it was like keeping me from like, playing my best at times like honestly it was like that bad our trainers and stuff they don't they're not like not qualified to do that but that's not on their first priority of things is like you have digestive issues that's not like it's like oh you broke your leg oh you sprained your ankle yeah. like that's what I'm going to take care of first so every time I would tell them it would kind of like just get brushed on the table so one day I just like I was like I need you to make me an appointment like make me an appointment and so they told me I have IBS or like suspected to have IBS and yeah I kind of just dealt with it basically all throughout college and then once I was done playing soccer I was like okay I have the time to devote and I have like the power now to like make my own appointments and stuff I'm gonna check out like a gut health doctor you know like someone who can give me like blood tests give me all my levels of everything so I went to this place called Lifestream and they basically took a blood test and they measured all of my hormones, all of my red blood cell count, my iron count, like basically everything. Like it was like a nine page document that she went over in depth with me and it was so cool. I was 
really blown away and it made me want to go to medical school. But <laughs> when those results came back, basically the eosinophils, those are white blood cells. And I guess those are involved in gut inflammation. Not positive about what I'm saying again, <laughs> but so they recommended me get like a another blood test that would tell me every food group that was causing inflammation in my gut. And that came back with a lot of very, very interesting information. The main one being she told me I was whey intolerant and I'd always thought I was lactose intolerant, which lactose is the sugar and whey is the protein in dairy. And I had been taking whey protein for six years previous, which I honestly look back and I'm like, that was the cause. That was like the root cause. I was taking protein every single day for six years and it was whey protein. So, I mean, I can't even imagine like what my gut looks like now, honestly, from being like inflamed for seven years, you know? So yeah, it was crazy. I've now switched over to a pea protein. And honestly, I feel like that has made the biggest difference. They recommended for about two months that I cut out like a few of the other items that she listed, which she said I should cut out coffee just because coffee causes inflammation, which was so hard, let me tell you. <laughs> and then I switched over to matcha because matcha is actually good for gut health. Oh, the other big one was she said almonds were causing inflammation in my gut. And I guess almonds are a nut that is really hard to digest. I didn't actually know that. So I, I drank almond milk in my coffee every single day. So I was like double whammy right there. And so I cut out those two things and then I switched over to whey protein. And seriously, I've seen like the biggest changes, not only in my skin, but and bloating. Like it's crazy because at the end of the day, I kind of just got used to it being like so bloated at the end of the night. And bloating is normal, but bloating to the point that you're like, painful to touch is not. And that was kind of where I was at. And I kind of just got used to it. So now when I go to bed and I'm like barely bloated at all, I'm like, this is so nice. It's crazy that this is what life should have been like, you know? Did it affect like energy levels at all or anything like that? Or do you think, I mean, I'm sure it's just like frustrating to feel that way all the time. Though. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. In my other blood test, she also said I was low in iron and B12, which she said can cause a lot of fatigue. So it's kind of hard for me to like differentiate. I'm sure that it probably helped my energy levels because I'm on a B12 supplement and iron supplement now. So I just feel better overall. But I mean, gut health, it's crazy. It literally controls everything. And people don't realize that like it affects everything, yeah. literally everything. And it's such a, not a new field necessarily, but in the last five years, it kind of blew up. And it's crazy because in my master's program, I was studying nematode worms, which is <laughs> not entertaining at all. But a lot of other people like around me were studying gut health, like the microbiome. And so it was really interesting to like get to talk to them. And they were like, yeah, I mean, we're studying it, but we really don't know that much at all. And it's just crazy how much we don't know, you know? It is wild. That's what now, just like reading anything or listening to the podcast that I listen to, like I think Got Health is mentioned in like every single one. My mom thought, like went through this whole thing and was always kind of like sick, always had problems growing up. And then 
when I, I was in LA at this point and then they told her she was like gluten intolerant and all this stuff. And then she finally ended up realizing like a lot of it was just from her, like just gut health. And like, she literally talks about it all the time. It's like her favorite topic. I think it is such a crazy thing. And then also like so many things just, it makes sense with like what you feel your body with would affect your quality of life. What are like a few things, just like random things that are good for gut health? Okay. So Obviously, I would take a probiotic and kombucha is good for gut health just because it is filled with prebiotics and probiotics. I didn't actually know matcha was good for gut health, but it is and it's great because I love matcha. Um, And then, okay, I'm pretty sure it's L-arginine, but I could be totally wrong. But that is what my doctor recommended I take to like, she said it would help increase the strength of my tight junctions in your gut lining um, because she told me that she thinks that I have a leaky gut just based on my blood results. And I did my research. I went home, did my research, and I found out leaky gut is a very controversial thing. Also, after putting on my Instagram story and my DMs are flooded with people telling me that's not a thing, it's really like split 50-50. Like I looked up like scientific articles and people were like, some people swear that it's a thing and some people like 100% believe that it's not real. But I mean, I'm just taking what she said, taking my own baby steps towards healing my gut and like trying to do my own research. But yeah, I mean that, that it's a powder, the L arginine and I just put it in my matcha. It doesn't taste like anything. And I feel like I've seen differences. I don't know if I can attribute it just to that because I'm doing a lot of other things, but yeah, if I had to say to get something, I would get that. It's so interesting, too, because you think about that even with diets. It's like some people swear by being vegan. Some people swear by the complete opposite or like you grew up in Texas and you only eat barbecue. You know what I mean? Like it's so interesting and certain things just work for certain people and they don't for other people. Yeah, I totally agree. So it's just like one of those things where it's like take it with a grain of salt. I think also like living in L.A. for so long and like half of my friends at least going vegan at one point or like just all these certain things. I'm like, that has worked for people. And like, I don't know. I just think like, I'm always just so interested to hear about anything like this because I don't know why it interests me so much, but it's like, it's just new information. Yeah. I love it. I agree with you 100% though. It's like not only as fitness so individualized, like we could do the exact same workout routine and eat the exact same way and not look like one another. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't work that way. But I think people forget that nutrition is also so individualized. Like some people might work best on a low carb diet and other people don't at all. Like it messes with their hormones. It messes with everything. It just messes them up. So, and like what you said about being vegan, like it's just crazy how different people can be. And I think people forget that when it comes to social media and they're like, okay, I'm going to eat like her. So I look like her. And that's just not how it works. It just is not how it works. And also on social media, like, I mean, my social media is pretty real. So I hate saying like social media is fake, but at the same time, like you don't see everything. And like, when you're talking about like comparing bodies and comparing health to social media, like that in itself, like you literally cannot do. There are angles, there are poses, there are all these things. It's like, you don't know what they're eating. You don't know these things, even if you think you do. Okay. I want to go back a little bit to college though. I have like post-grad questions because I know so many people leave college, especially as athletes. And like, 
first off, like you've, you've spent your entire life up to that point, like being a soccer player. Right. So like, do you go through an identity crisis when you graduate and that's not your like day to day routine anymore? 100%. Yeah. I feel like I kind of got a little taste of this when I tore my ACL. Like that was kind of a breakthrough for me because up until that moment, I 100% like found my identity in soccer and whether like whether or not I played a good game would affect my mood for like the rest of the day or like the next few days, which looking back, I'm like, that is so stupid. Like, why did I do that? But it's kind of hard to step outside of it when it's your whole world. You know what I mean? Like it does affect so much of your day. But yeah, when I tore my ACL, I was out for like over a year. And that was the hardest thing for me because I went from playing soccer every single day to having to relearn how to walk. And I mean, one, it really just humbles you. (laughs) And then two, that's when I really like had a relationship with God and like started my relationship with him. Like I'd always been a Christian, but I didn't know like the extent of like the relationship aspect of it, you know, Um, just because I didn't really have anything else to like fulfill me anymore. And I was like, so this is not going to work. Like I need something else. And what I needed was God. But yeah, so I feel like when I graduated, it was easier for me compared to other people that I know, because I kind of already had separated my own identity from soccer. And I, I look, I looked at my last year playing as like a blessing. Like it was like an extra year. It was no longer like this is life or death. It was like, this is fun for me. But I definitely still think a lot of like my struggles post-grad come from not getting into dental school because I struggled a lot with like feeling a lot of failure from that. And well, especially when you had like you had succeeded so well and so young so early. So it's like you didn't have to even go through. I mean, I don't think you had to go through like college rejections or anything like that like you got you know what I mean like it happened early so it's like when you're on this like wave of like things are working out like this is what I wanted and stuff and like you should have gotten in like that has to be so hard yeah not that I like haven't had hardships but in like failure aspects I I mean I worked really hard for everything that I got but I got everything I I didn't I hadn't had a big failure up until not getting into dental school and I look at it now and it's like such a blessing but and I know it's God's plan for my life but it's it's still hard for me to like look at it because it like I still didn't get in and people people to this day still (laughs) ask me uh what dental school are you going to and I'm like bro I made a video on this I didn't get in okay just stop asking please (laughs) like yeah it was funny you know you can blacklist comments on YouTube by words yeah I'll show you how I do it all the time literally all the time it's like my favorite thing to do it's like a hobby (laughs) okay so like practically speaking finding your identity outside of soccer like I it might be hard to give like practical steps but what did you do or like when you mean like growing relationship with God like what were some things that you did or spent more time doing okay so I like to journal a lot and I don't at this time but like when I was injured that was what I did like every single day because I would be so mad so sad like the highs and the lows like I just wanted to document it all and 
when you go through an injury like that, you get really close with yourself as well. Okay, well, basically, I when I journal, I like to like write letters to God. It's kind of like, it's kind of like how I pray. You know what I mean? Honestly, just because like my thoughts are so scattered, it's easier to like write them out rather than like say them in my head. But that really helped a lot. Just putting pen to paper and like kind of getting those emotions out was so beneficial for me. But also when you go through an injury like that, you get very close with yourself. And I think like learning how to walk again, learning how to lift weights again, learning how to run again, like touching a ball for the first time. One, it was very humbling. And two, you just kind of are like thankful for the little things, if that makes sense. Like you're thankful that you can stand up straight and walk without a limp. Like, and you, I took that for granted for so long. You know what I mean? But I think that was a big part of like separating who I was, like Kylie as a person from Kylie, the soccer player. And yeah, I think just learning to like one, love myself and appreciate my body for what it does for me and outside of soccer, like just everyday activities was huge. When you found out, I mean, obviously I know it's like an injury and whatever, but like when they were like, this is for sure what's happening. Like, were you just like, my life is over? Like, was it just like the most heartbreaking news? Yes, it was. Okay. So I had never had an injury like that before. Like I had like few ankle sprains, but like nothing that was like surgically needed to happen. And I still like vividly remember like in that game, when it happened, like you feel the pop, you hear the pop. It's, I knew, but also I had so much adrenaline. I literally walked off the field, like no limp. Like literally I was like so mad that I had to come off the field. I just like kind of walked off the field. So I was like, I'm fine. Like I can walk, I'm fine. And so I didn't find out for like a few days after that. Um, But yeah, I, I was very depressed for probably an entire year solely because of my injury and it was easily the hardest thing I've ever had to go through to this day there's so many people who go through experiences like that like there's a severe injury or there's an illness like there's so many people who started YouTube channels and stuff because they were sick at home with like mono my gosh remember like I don't even know anyone who's had mono anyways like there's always good that comes from the bad but it's really hard to see that in the moment and that's just how I feel 2020 is too Okay, I want to talk about your ebook. You like drew everything and did everything yourself, right? I did, yes. Okay, so did that take you like seven years? Yes, it okay, literally took me, I think, almost four months. So I started in May when I, after I graduated and I decided, you know what, let's jump into YouTube, like do it full time. That's when I kind of started like writing my workouts and everyone on YouTube was like really supportive of like all my workouts and I was getting really good feedback like also putting them on Instagram and stuff um so I was like you know what I'm just gonna make a book so that they're easier for people to access like they can just have them on their phone and do them you know so I started writing that in May and then I launched in August and yeah it's I think it's 22 workouts. It's a 30 day challenge, but there's 22 workouts with two rest days every week, but they're very intense based off like my soccer training. But I think honestly, mainly what I did it for was not really physical results, but more like mentally to challenge people. Like 
you can do these hard workouts even if you don't think you can, you know, like I love a good mental challenge, especially in a workout, like where I want to quit, but I don't let myself quit. So that's kind of like my inspiration of like train like an athlete. But yeah, I hand drew everything. I did like the fonts, but then I drew everything else. And so, yes, it took a very long time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Where can they find the ebook? Okay. You can find the ebook on my website. It's Kylie-Ross.com. Do you do, like, have you hired out for websites and stuff or did you just learn how to do everything? I learned how to do everything. Wow. I'm like a really DIY girl. Yeah. So you even, really are. This even is very when it true. comes yeah. to like, like, like online stuff, I am very independent. Like I don't like help. So, which can be a good thing and bad thing, but yeah, I learned how to do everything myself and it was really hard, but I did it. You did it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So where can they find you? YouTube, Instagram, everything. Okay. So just Kylie Ross on YouTube and then Instagram is under, no. It's underscore Kylie Ross. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you know it. I got it. It's on my Instagram story. Thank you so much for coming on. This is a great episode. We can just record and film together all the time. So okay. I love that. Let's do it. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you guys haven't already, leave a nice rating and review. Join the Facebook group um, and join the mailing list for the newsletter. Subscribe, all of that stuff. I love you guys so much and I'll talk to you next week.